0: This morning we're going to be talking about the idol of entertainment before we get in there I just want to share some of the things that I enjoy entertainment wise. I love comedy That's one of my forms of entertainment that I enjoy. I like dramas actions. I like playing video games I like a whole lot of entertainment. Anybody feel some of those? Ah, good stuff. Uh, I got some pictures that uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been able to enjoy quite a bit of entertainment in some various locations. Uh, I've got some kind of weird entertainment things that I enjoy as well. One of the things, uh, first of all, is paintball. I took our students to play paintball a couple of weeks ago, or actually last Saturday. uh, And so I enjoy that. It's intense. Uh, If y'all know me, I'm definitely afraid of spiders and snakes and stuff. But somehow or another, when people are shooting paintballs at me, I turn into some kind of weird Rambo or something. And uh, somebody, actually one of our adults that went with us, are like, I wish I'd got a picture of you like laying on the ground, like flat out with like just your gun perched up. And like all these people are coming at you and stuff like that. I get into this weird zone when I'm doing that. Uh, but it did cause me a little pain, as you can see. I still have that bruise on my leg there that, that's right below my shorts, and then on my arm is kind of eased up. Uh, we all have some weird forms of entertainment. How many of y'all has got some weird entertainment things that y'all kind of enjoy? Like, Yeah, I'm getting shot at, but it's kind of fun, so I'm just going with it. So, uh, Another one is we went to Dollywood a couple of weeks ago and uh, rode the lightning rod. i got to give you some background because there's a pretty funny story about this one. I think most of you will enjoy a little bit. Uh, how many of you have been to Dollywood? How many of you rode the lightning rod? The lightning rod literally makes you cry if you're up front, like tears start running through your eyes because it's just going so stinking fast. Uh, I've got to give you kind of a background before I get to the story that happened last week when we uh, took my daughter and her classmates on a field trip up there. Uh, we went a couple of years ago to Dollywood, and if you've been around the lightning rod walking through the park ever, uh, here's one of the things you'll quickly find out. That ride breaks down quite a bit. And so I decided, I I finally saw it open up, and I'm like, Anita, I got to go, I got to ride this thing, it's awesome. It's supposed to be the fastest roller coaster, wooden roller coaster in the world, so it takes off, and it zooms through. It is an awesome, fun ride. But the first time I ever rode this ride, I was like, I, I love the crazy entertainment value of it, so I'm like, let's get on this roller coaster. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, oh, the front area is open. So I counted out my numbers. I was like, I'm going to be the third person up or whatever. And I'm standing there in line, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I'm finally going to get on this. I've been waiting all day. It's been broke down. Here we go. And then I hear the lady. This thing's making a weird noise when it's taking off. It's going like, and it's not the normal noise. And I hear them call maintenance, like, hey, y'all probably want to come here and check this out. And I'm standing over there in line going, no, I'm going to do this. It's going to be fun, right? Entertaining. So I sit there, and the maintenance guys do come up, and I hear them talking to the people over the side, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably not the best noise that should be made. Uh, probably don't need to say this out loud. And and so and like, I think we can run it at least two more times. Oh, that's me on the last run. So as I counted, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to push through because I got... I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be entertaining and fun, and I'll have a cool story to tell if I survive, right? Obviously, I survived. My other thing was, if I happen to die in a tragic accident, my family is going to be really rich, and so it it may be worth it. But I did survive. Now I got a cool story. We are not richer than we were that day, but it was just kind of a cool thing, weird entertainment, right? Now let's fast forward to what I was telling you about with my daughter and her class. So we're on the lightning rod, and I've got a group of fifth graders we are there. And uh, there's this little girl that's a friend of my daughter's, and her mom is in line. And I look over, and we've kind of convinced this girl that she could do this right. It's going to be entertaining and fun. Stick with it. And I look over, and this little girl's got tears all in her eyes. <laughs> and she's just a small girl. You would think she's in, like, third grade. And she's just, like, breaking down in tears. And I'm like... All right, hey, we can do this. I'm going to tell you how how you can do this and enjoy this. This is some entertainment that you're going to love. Let's stick with it. And so, I don't know. I said, here's what you got to do you got to close your eyes really tight the first time, and you hold as tight as you can. You don't have to open up unless you want to, and if you do, you just kind of peek out and close your eyes again. And then, you know, you lived through it, so you're good to go. You can ride it another time. And then when you get on it the next time, you hold really tight again, and you open one eye the whole time, and you just kind of look around. And you can close it any time you want to, but you're still holding tight. And then, you know, you survived again. And she's like okay, this, this is kind of making sense. I said, and then the next time you get onto it, you keep holding tight, but you keep both eyes open, and you take every heel and twist and turn, and you saw it all, and you survived, and you held on, and it survived. And I said, the next time you get on that thing, you're pumped up, you're ready to go. Your eyes are open, you let go, and you just go, ah! and it's fun. And you could tell she was still a little bit nervous. I said, okay, if all else fails, what you got to do is you got to keep holding on tight. you got to close your eyes. you got to do whatever you got to do, and you got to just start calling on Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, and you, you've survived that, and you could be good on that ride. And she, would, she didn't seem really excited about that, but she was like, okay. So she got, she, and I was like, I'm going to ride with you. How about that? She's like, okay, okay. And I looked over, and we were on the ride together, and she was starting to cry. Like, oh. And I said, it'll be okay. I'm, just call on Jesus if you need to. It'll be okay. And she got on, and we took off, And all I know is I looked over, and that little girl was calling, Jesus, Jesus. Now, every every twist, every turn, Jesus, Jesus. And we came to the end of the ride, and I said, you survived. And she said, yeah. I said, you kept your eyes open. She said, yeah. I said, how did you do it? I called on Jesus, Dwayne. I called on Jesus. (laughs) It was just fun to watch that. There is so much fun and enjoyment with entertainment. I'm going to ask you kind of what's your favorite entertainment. Who's like, I love my smartphone. That is a huge source of entertainment for me. Not that many, a few of you, okay. How many of you is like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon? Without those, I cannot survive life. I need those things in my life. So those are pretty big. What about video game systems? Those are the big thing going on. Some of y'all in here for that one, okay. We got many sources of entertainment. How many of you are like constant movie goers? Like you're on it. The next movie that comes out, you're planning it out. I'm one of those type of people myself. I like going to movies. I like going late at night. My family goes to sleep. I'm like, okay, move the theater right down the road. I'm going to go hang out. So... We all love some entertainment, and that kind of takes us to the first point where I kind of want to start things off at this morning is this. Entertainment seen as a gift can bring blessings. That's the first point. It's on your uh, sheet there. Check it out. It is this. Entertainment seen as a gift can bring blessings. There's no doubt about it. When when that guy was talking about collecting barf bags, and he, he was telling the stories of all those different barf bags, God didn't sit in heaven and go, that's not funny. I will squash you. He didn't stand when I was in line getting ready to ride the lightning rod. God didn't go, he is telling Macadon to do this. I will squash him. God is not against our laughter. He is not against our entertainment. It is a gift given by God. How many of you once again love to laugh? We do. We, this world that we live in is indeed crazy, wild, and you just see and observe things sometimes. I work in a field as my second job where I watch video cameras all day, and the things that I get to see are very entertaining. I've seen rich millionaires pick their nose in the middle of the store and eat it. It's very disgusting, but I'll tell you what, I was super entertained by that moment. We see all types of things. Entertainment, seen correctly, can be a gift. It is a blessing for us to enjoy. And that's where I want to first kind of get into it and dig into it. Because, once again, where I want us to understand where it becomes the idols when it kind of gets out of tune with that. But first, let's look at some scriptures uh, to kind of back that up. Romans 11, verse 36 says this. For everything, how much? Everything comes from him and exists by his power. Laughter comes from God. It's a gift from him. Uh, Riding that roller coaster is a gift from God. Matter of fact, last time you had something that you enjoyed, did you thank God for it? I enjoy the entertainment of getting to go play basketball sometimes. I love just playing pickup basketball. Many times when I get done at my age, my knees hurt and everything else, but you know what I find myself doing? I'm overflowing with Thanksgiving saying, God, thank you for the opportunity that I had today to get to go play basketball. Did I get my tail kicked today playing? Yes. Am I hurting today playing? Yes. Am I grateful that I got to go? Yes. Sometimes I get out of a movie that was just relaxing and an opportunity to kind of just get away from things for a little bit, knowing I have to go back into them, but just saying, God, thank you for the opportunity to do that day. The popcorn was on point, and so was the cherry Coke. I, I'm thankful, God, for that. Entertainment can be a huge blessing. Lord, thank you for letting me play that video game and defeat it. Back when I was a kid, and, and I defeated Mario the first time, it was like this really special moment in life I'd spent hours doing. It was a great time. Thank you, God, for letting me beat Mario. It was good. It is a gift and it is a blessing for God. It is everything comes from God. It exists by his power. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 17 it says God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. God gives us everything for our enjoyment. He doesn't just give a little bit. He gives it what? Richly for our enjoyment. See, entertainment can be a gift. It can be a blessing. I need you to understand this. Things in life are neutral. When sex is neutral, money is neutral, entertainment is neutral, it is how we perceive it and how we use the gift is what matters. If someone gives me a million dollars, it's neutral. It's not automatically evil. It's how I would choose to use that money that would make it evil. Sex is a gift from God outside of the context of, uh, context of what he intended it for it is when it becomes not a gift. It becomes an idol. We've got to understand that same thing applies with our entertainment. James 1.17 says this, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. It's a gift from God. God's not angry about us enjoying things like roller coasters or paintball. He doesn't want to squash it. He wants us to understand it for what it is. It's a gift that he's given us. Matter of fact, Solomon, we're going to read it in just a minute. We're going to kind of look at the story of Solomon throughout. And Ecclesiastes is this book that talks about all the pleasures and enjoyments of life and what it ultimately ends up as when he looks at the whole thing. Because he goes all in for it. And we need to understand before we kind of dig into the rest of that, it's this idea that Solomon kind of sets up. If you don't know who Solomon is, he's the son of King David, and he had this blessing that happened in his life where God kind of came to him and said, hey, I'll give you anything you want, Solomon. And Solomon's request could have been for money or all the pleasures of the world and stuff like that from the beginning, but what he said is he wanted wisdom. And God gave him wisdom and all the other stuff to go with it. But see, Solomon would eventually abuse that wisdom and create for himself a pursuit that was outside of God. But in that writing of Ecclesiastes, we find in chapter 3 this incredible thing that says this that ties in with entertainment being a gift and a blessing if looked at properly. Ecclesiastes 3 1. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under the sun. There's a season for entertainment. There's a season to take a break from the entertainment. There's a time to enjoy it, and there's a time to ignore it. God is in control of the seasons. God's in control of the entertainment. God's in control of these things. Do we see it for what it is? That takes us to the next important point is this. Also in your sheet is this. We must be careful not to allow the gift to become greater than the giver. Because when we do that, it creates an idol or God from the gift. We must understand this. We must be careful not to allow the gift to become greater than the giver, creating an idol from the gift. It kind of gets out of context. See, when I give my daughter gifts, I love giving my daughter gifts and blessing her and giving her surprises and stuff like that. One of the most hurtful things that can happen if you're a parent is this at times. You give a gift to your child, And they're all about the gift and they forget about the person who gave them the gift. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you had that happen? Yes. If you haven't, you've probably done it yourself before at some point. How many of you with your parents at some point in time, they gave you this awesome, incredible gift and you got so caught up in the gift you forgot about your parents? Anybody done that? I know I did that a lot as a kid. We get caught up in that sometimes. But I want us to go back to that Romans eleven thirty six. I want us to read the rest of it in the context of it. It says this. For everything comes from him and exists by his power and is this. And if you're a circler of something and you go back in your Bible later and do this, I'd encourage it. And is intended for his glory, all glory to him forever. Entertainment is intended for his glory. Your cell phone is intended for his glory. When you go to a movie, it is intended to be for his glory. The question is, is it for his glory? Have you ever walked out of a movie because you were in it and you know it was going so far against God and what He would call you to do and it's just heavy on your heart that you walked out of it? I want to just be honest with you as I continue to talk is this. A lot of what I'm sharing with you today is hypocritical of me, to be honest. Because I struggle with this thing. I struggle with this idol of entertainment because so often and so easily it can consume me. I find myself binge-watching stuff I probably shouldn't even binge-watch. I'm three episodes in and know I need to stop. But then I think, oh, I've gone this far. I might as well finish this thing. I think we're very easily caught up into that. So I want to tell you as I'm speaking this morning is this. I'm a hypocrite about this. But I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to stay a hypocrite. I want to be progressing in what God's called me to do. So there's salvation, glorification, in sanctification we're, when we get saved we got salvation and we're in the process of sanctification and one day we'll be glorified and separated from sin altogether but while we're here on this earth we're supposed to be walking toward Jesus not away from him is there a season to enjoy entertainment absolutely but is it walking us away from Jesus instead of toward Jesus are we enjoying the gift and missing the giver of the gift It is intended for his glory. We are intended for his glory. Our entertainment devices are intended for his glory. Is he getting glory from what you watch on TV? Is he getting glory from what you're doing on your phone or in your games? And I'll hit those for a minute. Even even with the games, if we're spending more time with our TV than we are with our family, we might have an idol in our heart. If we're spending more time with those things than we are with God's word, we might have an idol in our heart. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself on this. It's a struggle. It's a challenge. It's intended for his glory. Is it for his glory? See, entertainment is a gift. It's not a God. We can enjoy it incrementally, but we shouldn't worship it continually. Little bits and pieces aren't bad. Letting it consume our lives will destroy us down the road. And that's the reason God's word says things like this in Exodus 23 through 4. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or earth beneath in the waters below. Once again, you shall have no other gods before me. Entertainment should never be before God. Deuteronomy 4:16 16-19. So do not corrupt yourself by making an idol in any form, whether a man or a woman, an animal on the ground, or a bird in the sky, a small animal that scurries along the ground, or a fish in the deepest sea. And when you look up to the sky and see the sun, the moon, the stars, all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. They are intended for God's glory. They are a gift for you to look at and to enjoy and to take part in, not to become your god. We look at the one who created those things and realize it's for his glory not to draw our attention away from him is what we're doing. I love in Jonah 2.8, and this is a verse I discovered probably about six months ago and just kind of reading through when I did a series about idols with our students. And it's this, Jonah 2.8, those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. Don't get so caught up in the gift that you miss the one who gave you the gift because he loves you. Let me say that again. Don't get so caught up in the gift. And it is a gift that you miss the one who gave you the gift because he loves you. Don't miss God for the idol of entertainment. He loves you. Don't miss that. And that takes us to the next thing is this. Entertainment is an idol or a God that offers much but gives little. It offers so much but it gives so little. It promises you so much happiness and excitement and fun and separation from what's going on in your life, but it actually doesn't give you any of that. It offers so much but it gives so little. And I want to take us back to Solomon. And Solomon wrote this thing in Ecclesiastes 1.8. Everything is wearisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we are never, everybody say that with me, satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we are never what? Content. We can never get enough of a God called entertainment or an idol of entertainment. Because you know what happens? Talk to anybody. How many of you said, once again, you watch Hulu and all the other stuff, Netflix and all that? What is the common thing everybody wants to do? They want to binge watch, right? When you get done binge watching one show, what do you want to do next? You want to find the next show to what? Binge watch. Can you ever get enough of binge watching? Anybody? 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 No, you cannot get enough. You want more and more. When you defeat a game, guess what? You want to get another what? game you can't get enough when you've enjoyed a song so long it's like stuck in your mind and your memory eventually you want to hear a new what song we don't get enough we can't see enough and we keep wanting more and more and more give me gifts give me gifts give me gifts God while we're the whole time missing the God who gives the gifts and he understood that Solomon did and then we look, this is the message version, and I would encourage you to go back and read it in some other versions too, but Ecclesiastes 2 4 through 11, talking about the idea of a God who gives much, but, uh, excuse me, uh, an idol who offers much but gives little is this, Ecclesiastes 2 4 through 11. Oh, I did great things, built houses, planted vineyards, designed gardens and parks, and planted a variety of fruit trees in them, made pools of water to irrigate the groves and trees. I bought slaves, male and female, who had children, giving me even more slaves. I acquired large herds and flocks, larger than any before me in Jerusalem. I piled up silver and gold, loot from kings and kingdoms. I gathered choruses of singers to what entertain me with song and excursion most exquisite of all pleasures, voluptuous maidens for my bed. Oh, how I prospered. I left all my predecessors in Jerusalem far behind. Left them behind in the dust. What's more, I kept clear, a clear head through it all. Everything I wanted, I took. I never said no to myself. I gave in to every impulse, held nothing back. I sucked the marrow of pleasure out of every task. My reward to myself for a hard day's work. Let me just pause right there. What does that sound like? I've been working hard today. I just want to sit back and get a little bit of what? Entertainment. A little bit of watching my shows. Leave me alone. And I've done this myself to my wife. Matter of fact, last night I got home and I got, I've been working all day. And it's been a long week of a bunch of different stuff going on. And I sit down and wife's wanting to have a conversation. I'm like, can you just give me a few minutes to play on the phone? I worked today. I deserve this, right? The phone at that point becomes more of an idol because it's a gift God gave me that's being used out of time because my wife should always be more important than my what? Phone. Let's keep going. Rewarding myself for a hard day's work. Then I took a good look at everything that I'd done. I looked at the sweat and the hard work, but when I looked, I saw nothing but smoke. Smoke and spitting into the wind. There was nothing to any of it. Nothing. Psalm was basically saying I had parties, I had women, I had sex, I had all the entertainment I could have ever wanted in my house. And I deserved it, I felt like. But when it all came down, here's what I'm left with. Nothing but smoke and spitting into the wind. It gave me no value. It was empty. I was seeing and wanting more. I was hearing and wanting more. But when it was all said and done, it was a waste. I don't know about you, have you ever spit into the wind out of a window and it flown back? A disgusting visual. But that is the truth. You will be disgusted with how your life ends up if the idol of entertainment becomes your God. It will be a spitting into the wind. Let's keep moving. So here's the thing. What are the ways to know entertainment may be an idol or a God in our lives? This is my own heart check, and maybe God will put your heart into check too, to see if it's an idol in your life. Ways to know entertainment may be an idol or a god in your life. The first one is this. When it becomes your source of happiness and escape. When it becomes your source of happiness and escape. Can a TV show make you happy? I'd say yes. Would you agree? I mean, you watch the show and you're like, man, I really enjoyed that. That was awesome. Get emotional, sad, like a season ends. And you loved it. and It was great. It can give you a source of happiness. And escape. But scripture kind of points us back to this. What is our source of happiness supposed to be? Romans fifteen thirteen: May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope and power of the Holy Spirit. Can a movie make you happy? Can a TV show make you happy? The answer is yes, it can make you happy. But what I need you to understand is that it will be temporary. Here's what you need to understand about these things, these sources of happiness and and, uh, escape. They might let you take a step back, and that might be a gift and a blessing, but they should never make you take a step away. Entertainment should be something that allows you just to step back, to re-energize, to move forward but they should never be something that makes you step away completely. That's what we need to understand when it comes to that. See, when we look at entertainment as a source of escape, here's something I want to tell you. The show will end, the movie will be over, the paintball games will end, the basketball playing will be over. What are you going to do to escape life at that point in time? There is no escape from life. Life doesn't change because of a movie or a TV show. The difficulties are going to be there when it is done. And see, it creates an addict of us because we are escaping through that happiness and then all of a sudden it's not enough and we keep going back instead of going to the source that can fulfill the need. We are called up in the gift instead of the giver of the gift. And we got to keep that in mind as we move forward. See Jesus promised in John 16:33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace, for in this world you will have everybody what? Trouble. Guaranteed 100%. Everybody in this room, you are going to have trouble. And you can go watch a TV show and guess what's going to be there when the TV show's over? Trouble. You can go to a movie and escape for two hours, but when you come out of the movie, out of the darkness of that, into the sunny day, guess what? The brightness of your trouble is going to shine right in your eye. And it's going to be like, whoa. And you might want to run back into the theater, but eventually you run out of money to keep going to the theater. What is going to be your source? You can play a video game, but eventually that video game system becomes obsolete and they quit making games for it. What's going to be your source? Is it going to be the gift that you keep chasing, another gift, or are you going to keep looking for the giver? That's what we got to figure out. Trouble will come. And I wrote this down, and I think it's something I think we all need to hear, because once again, I'm preaching to myself, not just y'all, Is this. You can escape stuff, and you can get caught up in somebody else's story, and while you're chasing another story or a way of escape, you're missing the story God might want to do in your own life. God can take that trouble and bring a miracle out of it. He can allow a death to take place because the resurrection is coming. And we miss the stories of God because we're chasing the stories of someone else to help us escape our own life instead of trusting God that there's a hope at the end of this life through Christ. Quit chasing stories and entertainment outside of God. Enjoy them for what they are. A moment to step back. Quit walking away from God when he's like, hey, take a step back, go enjoy that movie. But when you come out of the movie, know I'm your source. I'm your hope. Follow me. I can take that trouble and there's a resurrection coming. Jesus says, take heart. I have overcome this world. Quit letting entertainment block you from that truth. James 1, 2 through 3, Consider it pure joys, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not liking anything. God wants to do a story in your life. Quit letting it be put back by the difficulties. We're going to move quickly through the rest, and it's this. The next way you can figure out some idols is when it becomes your source of what's right and what's wrong. Our culture today is caught up by what's right and what's wrong, and we're getting our sources for culture. John fourteen six, Jesus says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. A TV show ain't the way, the truth, and the life. A movie ain't the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Second Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God is the source. The Word is the source. Culture is not your source for what's right and wrong. I've taught the people. They've seen the movies. Like that, really changed my view on that subject. Well, what's God's word say about that subject? I'm not sure. Where did you get your view from to begin with? That's the way I felt about it. That movie made me cry. It was such a sad story. Well, what's God's word say? I don't know. Where's your source? And I want to pause here, and I just want to say something to you. If you're allowing, and this is for parents in the room, and this ain't comfortable I'm preaching to myself. If we're allowing our kids to get entertained by the television, more than we are encouraging them in God's word, don't be surprised when they act more like a movie star than they do Jesus. I work with middle school students. I have for a long time, and I've got four girls in one of my classes that I teach, 7th grade class, and they are so consumed with Hollywood and music and singers and stuff like that, and I, I keep trying to push them towards Jesus. They're trying to, they want to be like their great movie stars and the, the people singing that they love and enjoy, but they're missing Jesus. And I ask them like, how much time does your parents spend in God's word with you? Hmm, I'm just asking. It becomes our source of right and wrong. Uh, a perfect view of that, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But mark this, there's terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutals, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Does that not sound like our modern culture? (laughs) Every one of those being glorified, enjoying gifts, missing the giver? And how it gets twisted. Matter of fact, I got two quick pictures I want to show up here. And it's these two things. This was a headline James Corden responds to Game of Thrones fan who wished cancer on his child after dropping season eight spoiler. I don't know about you. I read that and say, hey, biblically, that's completely wrong. But there are people who came to the defense of threatening his kid over a TV show. Is that, what does our culture become? There's another one, Bounced It. Now I love some Avengers too, but see, man reveals Avengers in-game spoilers at cinema entrance. He gets beaten up, and a lot of people are like, "He deserved to get beaten up." You don't give a spoiler for that. It is right and wrong in our culture. Messed up. Am I going to get angry with the world because I, I had a spoiler? I spent I spent twenty five dollars on that movie. Don't you mess with that. And That leads us to the next quick thing, when it leads us to temptation. And it leads us to temptation. See, Jesus never intends us to walk into temptation. Matthew 6, 13 says, Lead us not into what? Temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 1 Corinthians 10, 13-14. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. Therefore, my friends, flee from adultery. Don't let it consume you. Run from it. Don't ask, what's my line of entertainment I can get really close to? Because when you get close to the line, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to fall over it with just a little bump. And every time you fall over the line into temptation, you end up in sin. And sin will always get you damaged or dead. Next thing is, when it becomes something we excuse, as not that bad. It's not that bad. A little poop in my brownie don't matter. It's not that bad. It's just a little bit. That video I was going to show you, but for time's sake, I won't. But I want to kind of emphasize this. I, I, I often drink, uh, share this illustration with my students. I drink coffee pretty much every morning. we got a egg. I put my cup over there, by a egg, pop it in, and there's a light that shines right on into my egg. And if you ever notice the sunlight shining into an area like that, uh, there's a whole lot of dust particles floating around, right? And those dust particles get into my coffee typically. I don't like to throw the coffee out because it's impossible. Dust particles are going to get in, right? But I need you to understand there's a difference between accepting those dust particles that are just going to com- commonly get in uh, versus me biting stuff into my coffee. I will never go down the hall and go to the toilet and scoop a little bit out of the toilet and put it into my coffee. Not going to happen. Not going to go outside and get a little dirt, a little mud, a little dog poop, throw that into my coffee. Not going to do it. Who would do that? Hopefully none of you. Not going to do that. I'm not going to offer a little bit. I'm not going to say, oh, I just it adds a little flavor. No. Now, do I have to accept the particles that are going to get in? Yes, it's something that's part of what making coffee in the morning is. But I'm not going to invite the trash in. And that's what we need to understand. We need to quit excusing the trash is just a little bit of trash. We need to try to go against the trash that is in our lives. First Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God, and you can go back now to Colossians 3:17 later. Go read that on your own. But I want to go ahead and jump to the next point: is this? When we look at all these things, what, what it makes us? When we excuse it, when it's temptation, when it defines our right and wrongs, what what happens ultimately is entertainment will continually leave us disappointed. It's going to leave you disappointed. Every season ends. Every movie ends. If you enjoy entertainment of going hunting or playing paintball, it ends. Everything ends. And I call this the beautiful collision. It all ends. And when the truth of God's word collides with that idol, it shatters the idol. The idol's done. What do you have left? Hopefully, it will be a glimpse of God. Look once again at at the words of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 2, 4 through 11. I suck the marrow of pleasure out of every task, I reward myself for a hard day's work. Then I took a good look at everything I had done. Looked at all the sweat and hard work. But when I looked, I saw nothing but smoke. Smoke and spitting into the wind. It was a beautiful letdown to him. And let's look at that final thought is this. Let's get rid of our lifeless idols and gods wherever we recognize them and embrace the only life-giving God. Toss out the idols. Crush the idols. They are lifeless. They will drain you and look towards the life-giving God. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14, the closing words of Solomon. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commands, for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or whether it is evil, or may I add, or whether it is an idol destroying your life. And John 10.10 says these words from Jesus. I have come that you would have life and have it to the full. He is the giver of the gift. It is all intended for his glory. Don't chase the idols of entertainment. Chase the giver of the entertainment, God. Don't be afraid to walk away from the idol. When you see something that goes against Jesus, step away and chase him. You won't be disappointed. Let's pray. Dear God and only Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful that you are faithful and true. Lord, forgive me personally. And I pray if there's someone else in this room that's struggled with allowing entertainment to consume them, to be their escape, to be their hope, to be their definition of right and wrong, that, Lord, that what your word says, Jesus, that you came, that we'd have life and have it to the full, that we would put our faith and trust and our hope in you, for you will never disappoint Lord, we are thankful for that truth, and I pray that your Holy Spirit will continue to work beyond this room. Lord, when we we are working with kids or or, or our own child, Lord God, may we realize that we need to point to you in all that we do. May we balance the truth that we can enjoy entertainment with the truth that, Lord God, it must not be the God of our life. Lord, I'm thankful for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.